Would it be nice to have a man cave? Those of you uh, guys in here, uh, raise your hand if you have a man cave. Okay, wives, those husbands who did not raise their hand, you raise your hand if they have a man cave and they didn't raise their hand. Okay. Yeah, I guess theoretically a man cave is somewhere where, um, where a guy goes just to get away, just to escape. Maybe it's the, um, maybe it's the shed, maybe it's the, the corporate, whatever we call those, the garage, the closed-in garage. We put a little TV in there or we just have our little tools where we tinker. We're really not doing anything. We're just kind of getting away just to kind of escape and, and reboot and refresh our brain. Whether they want to admit it or not, whether you want to admit it or not, ladies, I know you have a man cave. It's the ladies' cave. It's the master bath. It's my favorite place to go in the house when I get a tour um, because sometimes the master bath is bigger than the master bed. There's like a little table and chairs and there's like notebooks and there's all kinds of stuff that I know it's a place where mom goes just to kind of get away, just to escape, right? We all need a place where we can go or at least we would love a place where we could go and just to kind of get away by ourselves and just kind of slow down. Maybe listen to all the stuff going on inside or not listen to all the stuff going on inside of us. Well, if you can imagine, um, kind of in the Bible, this was important to God's people, a place where they could go off and be by themselves. But the key in the Old Testament, especially like with Moses, we know this leader, Moses had a place he would go off by himself. He had a man cave, so to speak, but he wasn't going off just to be by himself. He was going off to be by himself with God. It's a huge difference. Our culture maybe um, trains us and cultivates a life of isolation, which leads to insulation from relationship. And sometimes we can dream about just getting away to a far off place where I don't have to answer to anyone, where I can just escape and, and no one will ask me any questions. I won't have any responsibility. That's a dream. And that's that's rooted in a lifestyle that is not Christian. It's good to get away. It's good to, to get away from the responsibilities and the burdens maybe of life, but we never want to have a place where we want to escape to where we're alone just by ourselves. Our Christian life is always in relationship with God. And what God wants to teach us and tell us is that he offers us the rest that we long for. He offers us a place where we can, yes, get away from that which burdens us, but he wants to give us peace. In fact, today in the gospel, he says, I will give you a peace that the world cannot give. We long for that peace, but sometimes we seek that peace by ourselves. And somehow, if we can escape from everything, we will be at peace. That's not the Christian life at all. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. I will give you peace. So Moses, in the Old Testament, God actually instructed Moses 
to build this getaway place. It was called the Tent of Meeting. When they were in the desert, when they were journeying again from Egypt, the place of slavery to freedom, the promised land, um, God instructed Moses, build this tent with tent pegs. This will be a place where we meet, you and I, where we will look at each other face to face. So Moses had this place where he would go. It was off the beaten path. It was off away from the people. In fact, in Exodus chapter 33, it says this, the tent, the meeting place, which was called the meeting tent, Moses used to pitch at some distance away from the outside of the camp, away from people. Anyone who wished to consult the Lord would go to this meeting tent outside the camp. So there was like this communal place, this communal man cave, this communal place where people would go away from everything, but they wouldn't go by themselves to be by themselves. They would go by themselves to be with God, to commune with God, to be with God to quiet themselves, to hear God's soft, subtle voice. As this progressed in the Old Testament, what God instructed them to do was to put a tabernacle in this meeting tent. The word tabernacle means this. It means a dwelling place. It means a place where God dwells. So Moses would go into the meeting tent to converse with God. And the tabernacle was there where God dwells. And so Moses was conversing. Moses was meeting. Moses was dwelling with God. So important. Moses would do this all the time. And what was interesting is as wherever they would settle, the Israelites, as they were kind of journeying through the desert, each family had their own tent. And when Moses would get out of his personal tent to go into the tent of meeting, everyone knew that Moses was going to talk to God. Moses was going to worship God. And so it says this in Exodus 38, if you go and read this. Whenever Moses went out of the tent, the people would all rise and stand at the entrance of their own family tent. And they would watch Moses until he entered the tent to go converse with God, to go dwell with God. As Moses entered the tent, a column of cloud would come down and stand at the entrance of the tent, and all the people would rise and worship at the entrance of their own tent. Moses was going into the tent to worship God. They were watching, and when Moses went in, they all worshiped at the entrance of their tent. It's so important that we kind of get this imagery. And as we're kind of reading the Bible and we're learning about how the Word connects to our life, if you read the New Testament, at the beginning of the New Testament, it's going to say, the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. The Word came down from heaven and made His dwelling among us. Where did God make his dwelling? Where did God dwell? He made his dwelling in the womb of Mary. God came and made his dwelling. He lived and abided in Mary's womb. And the early church called Mary 
a tabernacle. They called her the Ark of the Covenant. What's a tabernacle? Tabernacle is the dwelling place of God. So Mary, walking around with God in her, she was a tabernacle. She was a place where God dwelled. For those of you who maybe know of our uh, just history and know of the language that we use in church, we've talked about this before. This is a tabernacle. Why is this a tabernacle? Because the Eucharist, Jesus' body and blood, his soul and divinity is in here. This is the dwelling place of God because Jesus is here, body and blood, soul and divinity. But as we're staying with this image and we're progressing with this image, we have to listen to what Jesus tells us today in the gospel. This is from John chapter 14, verse 23. It's the gospel we just heard. Jesus said to his disciples, so his followers, and Jesus says to us this morning, whoever loves me will keep my word and my father will love him. And here it is. And we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. It's a small word, but it's very... Very specific. We will come and make our dwelling with him. What Jesus is saying about the Christian mystery is that if we believe in Jesus, if we welcome his word into our life, we will become a dwelling place of God. We will become a living tabernacle where God lives and where God speaks. Moses went into the, the tent, the tent of meeting, and there the tabernacle was, and he would converse with God face to face. You and I as Christians, because we have been baptized into Jesus, we don't need a physical place where we go and, and can be one-on-one -on -one with God. We do have that here. But what Jesus tells us is that our body is a temple where God dwells. And if you ever want to converse with God, if you ever want to just withdraw and escape in a sense to be alone with God, you simply have to turn inside and be quiet and listen and converse with God wherever you are. That means wherever you are, if you can carve out a little bit of space and a little bit of time, and be undistracted by so many things that we distract ourselves with. God is there. He's waiting. He wants to speak. Jesus says, I have told you this while I am with you, and I will give you the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send. He will teach you everything. He will console you. He will be your advocate. The Holy Spirit inside of us is laboring to console us, to teach us, to speak on our behalf. St. Paul is trying to teach us this in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you? Our body is a temple. Our body is a dwelling place of God. That's why we say those prayers, come Holy Spirit. That's why our whole mass is prayed in the name of Jesus, but to the Father we gather 
you gather at the, the doorway of your tent. Your whole household is here. You gather in, at your tent, and the priest is here representing us. He's anointed with the Spirit, just like Moses. And as Moses went into the temple to commune with God, all of you are here communing with God, being with God, worshiping God. How beautiful our faith is. I would just invite you as you're praying through this Mass to imagine the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you. What does that mean for you? What does it mean for the person sitting next to you? What does it mean for your spouse, for your kids, how we ought to treat each other, how we ought to treat ourselves? How very often when we have those moments of potential silence, to not escape by ourselves to be alone, but perhaps we can carve out some time to be alone with God in the inner recesses of our heart.